but hey, everything's a grind. You know, there's not this is not easy. But <laughs> if, you, if you enjoy the game, then it's all good. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This week's guest on the podcast is an absolutely awesome local real estate investor and investor-focused agent. Mike shares a ton of gold in here, and we got to chat about a bunch of different aspects of growing your portfolio, growing as an investor, delegating versus doing work yourself, and so much more. Mike is a great guy doing really big things, and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Just a quick note, my connection was being a little bit choppy during the call, and some points the audio kind of fades in and out a little bit. I do apologize, but fortunately, most of the episode was very, very smooth, and uh, it's all good. <laughs> I hope you enjoy, and let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 95 of the Creating Wealth podcast today. We have the great pleasure of chatting with Mike Weatherby, an awesome local real estate investor and real estate agent at Cameron Real Estate Group. What's going on, Mike? How are you, my friend? I'm very excited to have you on. <laughs> uh, you know, thanks for pulling me on. You know, it's nice to have other in, other investors out here sharing their knowledge, sharing their story within, and uh, glad you uh, invited me to uh, tell you a little bit about my story. Thank you so much, man. I'm I'm super excited to uh you know to kind of jump into it and yeah. So you know to kind of transition right in, like you know, tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate, like kind of your your humble beginnings, your your superhero backstory, if you will. <laughs> I think it was when I wanted to buy my first property, and um, I w- I didn't have any background in real estate or anything like that. And uh, didn't have any parents pushing me to buy my multifamilies or anything at the time. But just didn't, I just wanted to get into a multifamily to rent one unit and live in the other one. So that was kind of like once I bought that, I didn't even know I was buying when the market was a little bit down. It was in 2008 when it was pretty low. So I kind of lucked out. I, I bought a two family. It was a short sale in Woburn. And, um, my wife and I, well, she's a girlfriend at the time. We lived, we lived in one of the units and rented the other one. And, um, you know, then, then we moved down to the first floor after we started expanding a little, we had, we had our first child. And, you know, when, when I, when I lived there a little bit, I'm like, wow, I wonder if I could probably do this again. So, um, I did a lot of research in, in regards to certain kind of loans. And I ended up buying a second property, which was a full family in Lowell. Uh, after that, I started thinking, okay, well, find more deals. So, you know, what, what better is not to become a real estate agent myself? So, you know, that kind of gave me the opportunity to kind of dive in, you know, and make the networking connections to, you know, further my knowledge. You know, you, you got to start somewhere, I always say. And it, it you know, it, it makes pretty good sense to be in that field. So, you, you, you know, you're a front runner to some of the, some of the deals. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. So for yeah. that first um two family, like, did you use FHA or? Uh, yeah, so I used FHA for the first two family, 
and I got such a decent deal on it. Um, at that time, I was I was running a small painting company, and we were working for some people who flipped houses. Me and my partner at the time, and these were two guys that did not seem right, but they were they were making they were making great money. Um, and we're like, and I'm like, how can I get into this flipping business? So just from starting to talk to people more about real estate, like my value of the property went up after the first year and I was able to pull a line off of the, you know, off of the house. And I said, okay, my down payment for the first flip. So what I did was I started, I started using the line to put the down payment and then I get the rehab loan and then I started flipping houses. And I, so what I would do is I'd flip a few of them, take that capital, pay off the line, and then I'd have money to buy another investment property. So as I did that, you know, I started expanding the portfolio a little bit more. Um, and, and that first two family was my vehicle and, you know, to getting in the business. And that's why I, I try to harp and push anyone just thinking about doing it that's hesitating. Just do it. You know, I mean, it, it's it's scary and, you know, it's very it's very overwhelming if this, if that, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely the number one success to getting to some kind of financial freedom. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. And like the, um, the ability to, you know, leverage equity in your property, especially to keep using that for investments is, is absolutely unreal. You know, it's, um, it's like the craziest thing in the world. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't seem real to know, values went up so much and you, you know, you, you've, you paid down or you raised your rents to create more, a better cap rate. So you could get a better, you know, refi cash out. So that became my, that first multifamily and flipping became the vehicle to, to me kind of taking off in, in the career real estate. So, you know, once, once I had six units under the belt with the four and the two, I was like, okay, so I have all the equity in this two family right now. Um, you know, what, what if I sold this? Could I, could I buy something bigger? And, you know, as you network and meet people, you know, then, then came in the 1031 exchange. Now that's like my best friend. So, you know, to sell the two family and buy 15 units in Lowell near the college campus. Um, so that was a monstrosity cash flow exchange, um, which kind of even kind of really geared me up a little bit more to to just keep going. Wow. This is amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was my big play. Um, and that's actually where I'm sitting right now. I mean, so the, one of the six units had an office in the, on the first floor and that's, that's kind of my office now. And yeah, man, it just, it just kept spiraling, you know, and you get obsessed with it. Hey, I always say be obsessed with the right things in life. Um, because if you're obsessed with the, the right things, then good things are going to happen. Yeah. I love that, man. A hundred percent. That's like yep. the crazy, craziest thing in the world. Like even, even to your point, man, like I, um, so I bought my three family in December of last year for like the appraised value. And I got a, um, like a letter in the mail from my mortgage company. And it was like, Oh, like you're pre-qualified for uh, like a home equity line. And like, it was in the back of my head. I'm like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, eventually like that equity is going to build and like, it's going to take time or whatever. Like, you know, I'm not going to be able to touch it now. But literally like, oh, I don't even know. It might be like seven, seven months later or something like that. There's like 70 to 80,000 of equity in the property. And like my ears are already like going nuts. I'm like, oh my goodness, like it's burning a hole in my pocket. You know what I mean? It's, 
It's crazy, man. Yeah, it can do. It really is. It gets addictive and you don't think that you're really, you know, you really trust the line. I put you ahead and kind of, you know exactly what's going on in the market. So like it's, it's as soon as I start selling for X, okay, this is my opportunity to, to take money out while I can. Yeah. So I put up a, um, and you know, it, it just, uh, it couldn't have been, couldn't have been better. So, I mean, so let me just, uh, I, I became an agent, Keller Williams for a little bit. And like I said, I was flipping to, you know, I, Tom Caffarella, Cameron Real Estate Group, which I'm uh, an agent there right now. So he inspired me because I always post things about him flipping, you know, 100 houses a year. And, you know, so I decided to, you know, join with him. You know, not only did that open my eyes to go on appointments and sit down with sellers because he, he runs such a big marketing campaign that when he first started, the agents would go on his appointments and he would, he would have an offer in hand. And so you would be negotiating with the seller with an offer from him. So what that did was kind of scrub me for my own appointments down the road um, to learn how to, to, how to lock those one and those ones as well. Um, so he, his group and him was kind of like a somewhat of a mentor for me. And I, I feel like that, Anyone who's aspiring to get to a certain place needs to have some kind of mentor, someone that's got like, you know, seven or eight steps on them that they can always just kind of figure it out. And then, and then it's good to pass the knowledge down. Cause everyone's like, how did you do that? You know, and you, you know, you're just going to take one step in front of the other. And then eventually you get somewhere. And then when you, once you get to that spot, you want to, you want to keep advancing. So there's no end. Um, but you know, it's definitely an exciting run. <laughs> that's huge man yeah I, I definitely agree you know like I, I feel like that especially you know just kind of enjoying the journey because exactly like there isn't really going to be an end to it for most people you know what I mean so like just kind of you know riding the wave up and um you know just kind of enjoying it as it comes is uh it's huge <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and then passive income I mean who doesn't who doesn't like passive income so like when I when I sold the two family and I bought the 15 units in Lowell started having some good income coming in. And not to mention in that time, I actually was working for the department of corrections as well. Um, and kind of doing the real estate. So I worked for 12 years and conquered department of corrections. And, uh, I actually just resigned about six months ago, you know, oh, wow. even though I had a pension on the table, even though I had like, you know, uh, my benefits and everyone was like, you're crazy. But like, this is what I like doing. So, I mean, like you only, li you only live once you really do. So, I mean, it's, it's important to do what you want. And then that the real estate vehicle gave me the opportunity to do it. I love that, man. That's, that's absolutely awesome. You know, yeah, that, I mean? was, that was tough. That was, that was tough to leave. Not, not tough to leave. Cause I, I liked it. Cause not, it's not really an enjoyable job. <laughs> but even even when I worked there, like I was always doing real estate, like on the side, like trying to, you know, close a deal or something. So it was just like a matter of time before I got, if I get one more property, then I'm out of here, you know? So, uh -huh. um, yeah, 
Yeah. Exciting, man. It's just like another someone else's story that they left their nine to five job and they're doing awesome in real estate. But you know what? It, it, it's true. It can happen, but you need you need to have a plan in place and you need to execute. If you don't execute, then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I can just yeah. imagine kind of like the, uh, I guess like the comments and stuff from like your coworkers and like, you know, everybody was thinking you were like absolutely crazy, but like that, I respect that so much, man. Like that's the coolest thing in the world to like literally just go all in on you. And I, I totally like totally get what you're saying about just kind of being in that real estate frame of mind, like all the time. Like that's, that's kind of how I am at my day job too. Is like, you know, when I wake up, like the real estate's already going. And it's like, oh, crap. Like you actually have to go and do this and like make money today. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well, the thing is like, and I, and I would I would have never left if I didn't have like, you know, things in place already. So, yeah, yeah, you're at your job right now and you're kind of, you know, you, you're, you're figuring it out, you know, and eventually if you get if you keep growing you're going to want to take full control of your life. Maybe you want to be a professional podcaster too. You know, you want to do what you want to do, right? Yeah. So it just allowed me. I mean, I don't have to work weekends anymore. I I, I bought a lake house up in Maine because of the, the passive income coming through through the rental properties. Um, you know, so it's it, it just opened my eyes up, man. And now now it's just like I want to keep networking. I want to, I want to you know, join certain mentor uh, programs to figure out, okay, so what, what's next? Because there's always a next. <laughs> That's true. That's totally. Yep. yep. I mean, the flipping aspect's good too, because like I said before, you know, I mean, it, there's only so much equity you can pull out of the property. So if you can, if you can flip a few and, you know, do some 1031s into other properties is, is pretty key too. I actually, I partnered up. You might know uh, Jason Goldfarb. He, he works at Cayman Real Estate too. He's been an agent for like like almost twenty years. So like three years ago, we decided to, you know, try a, a mailing campaign called REI Vault, um, which was kind of like an all-in-one thing. You know, you send them, you send the postcard out. Um, there's a number on it. They call in. So it's kind of, you know, just gets it out there a lot. So we we ended up, you know, scoring a lot of a lot of deals that way. But hey, everything's a grind. You know, there's not this is not easy. But if you, if you enjoy the game, then it's all good. You know, you don't mind, you don't mind doing it. Yep. I definitely agree, man. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's crazy, you know, how, um, so when it comes to like, you know, do you guys typically target like areas around like Massachusetts for like flipping and stuff, like kind of on more of like a local, like kind of level or. Yeah, so realistically, we, we target. So he's he's in the Rivera area, and I'm in the Lowell area. So you know, we'll blanket certain areas. Uh, you know, high equity or vacant houses. I mean, it's a it's a very common thing in the follow up game. Um, how you how you send it out and how you keep track of all all your lead, and then it's it's then it becomes a confident thing when you sit down with the sellers so one good thing about us is that you know we have the ability to sell properties resort is you know we sit down with the seller we can't buy it because everyone wants you know sometimes it works that we buy it but most of the time we end up listing the property so at least we get some kind of commission that yeah. we can 
can pay for our marketing. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a big tool. We do, um, um, get some angry people sometimes, but, uh, (laughs) I mean, that's just part of the game too. Uh, (laughs) I hear you, man. Yeah. I, um, I uh, cold called for a little bit and like, I I got into it. I I should get back into it to kind of, you know, start things up again in, in the near future. But yeah, literally, like some of the people that uh, that answer the phone, man, are are very unique. I guess we could call it that. <laughs> yeah, the cold callings—it's tough. Like at least that when you mail somebody, and they do call than selling a li- like a little bit, or yeah. they're just pissed they want to be taken off the list. But those are the ones. But it's it's expensive to do are like if we spend like seven to ten grand we'll probably get one d 50 to seventy five thousand. yeah so they where's your where's your return on investment there mm-hmm. but it's it's an uneasy easy failing to spend that money and then <laughs> you're on your five thousand dollars and you still haven't gotten a deal yeah you know i'm running out here you just gotta sometimes you're at the one yard line you just gotta punch it in you know yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no i, I totally hear well, you man. it looks like, it seems like you're pretty happy doing well right <laughs> <laughs> i am it, it yeah. has been uh not not to make this a, about me i'll keep it super short but like right now it's it's been um a little bit of a learning curve so i had one of my tenants leave um i have a three family in lemonster and you know that i own or occupy and I had one of my tenants leave, which was really good because, I mean, like, you know, they were great and everything and like they found a house and it was actually really sweet. Like they had kids and I don't know, just like it was cool. You know, it was heartfelt, but it was yeah. even cooler for me because they lived in a two bedroom unit, which I'm actually in right now. And when I closed, um, I occupied the three bedroom unit. So I'm kind of going through that process right now of... Um, you know, bringing, I brought like most of the furniture over here and like finally kind of moved in almost quote unquote. Um, you know, I'm just having some work done to unit three and everything, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's been interesting, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh crap. Like I have like, you know, two thirds of my mortgage right now. And like, you know, plus the, the cost for like, you know, the little rehab type of thing. And I'm like, all right, like, let's, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I gotta, like really get it together. Like ASAP, you know what I mean? And right. Beginning, beginning to stop because I mean, most of the time, you know, no one has a lot of capital capital to, to do, you know, so they want to do the work themselves a little bit. And, you know, that's totally fine. You know, I guess that towards your end game would not to be, be doing much of the work and just be managing it. But in the beginning, I mean, you know, you got to slap some paint on or have your friend move some furniture and, you know, you need some help. Uh, but once you get over a couple humps, you're going to be you're going to be setting things up a little bit differently. Cause when I first started flipping, like, you know, I was doing the demo and I was still painting too. You know, I haven't, I haven't picked up that. I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, take the trash out of the property and stuff like that, um, you know, towards the end, but like, I don't, I don't do any of the work anymore. Everything gets subbed off. Um, but you know, it took me a while to get to that point. I used to do stuff myself because like you said, you had a, you know, you get one unit empty and then, trying to fix the other unit you know i mean but sometimes if you have a little bit extra sometimes time's important too yeah. so you know i mean getting it 
little bit quicker, getting it rented and, and just giving yourself some peace of mind is good too. But, you know, everyone's got different situations. That's why I had to sell in houses, you know, that helped me have money to do, you know, hire someone to do it versus, you know, trying to do everything myself in the beginning anyway. A hundred percent. Yeah. I know. I hate him. I was right where you were like, you know, like, I don't know, I'm 38 now. So, you know, what is that? 14 years ago, I started doing it. So, I mean, in 14 years, I have, I have, I think it's 50 units, um, all pretty close in the same area. But I, I hear stories about people who have, you know, a thousand units. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I mean, 50 <laughs> sounds good. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of people do the uh, like syndication deals too, um, which I, I haven't done yet, which I've been floating around a little bit with that. But it's just like, sometimes I like being like the own owner uh, yeah. to the property. Um, but a lot of people like the syndication too. Um, it gets you involved in a lot more units. Um, and there's some decent exit plans too. That's probably for a different episode, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you're on the, you're on the right track. You really are. I mean, you're, you know, it's a, it's a nerve wracking, but then very exhilarating feeling when you, when you like, say you do your first exchange and you, you sell the three to buy a six and it's like, you know, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing that like I love about real estate. Like, you know, just kind of starting to see it like firsthand. Um, you know, just kind of like I guess having it be like less of a theory and more of like an actual like actionable, you know, type of thing is like it's just it's like the coolest thing in the world. Like I I tell people all the time like so it took which I have no problem being transparent on this. So when I started the job that I'm at right now, it took me two years to save up like 50-ish grand in cash, literally like saving super diligently, like marking down all my expenses, like spreadsheet, the whole nine yards. And literally, man, like once I got that like prequal letter from, from Citizens Bank saying that there's like a bunch of equity in the property, like, like it almost kind of hit me right there. And like literally, man, like I'm itching to like get this unit like fixed up, get it rented out. So I can get things like level and then be able to leverage the equity and then jump into the next direction. I'm like, this is the craziest thing in the world. I'm like, it took me like a couple years of saving all this money, you know, in my eyes, like that's significant, you know, for me or whatever. And like all of a sudden, like, oh, this thing's actually worth, you know, 70 to 80,000 more than, you know, what you bought it for. Like, you know, minus your, your mortgage balance. And I'm like, it's, it's insane. You know, I'm like, right, wow. Right. Like, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so in order to save, like from a 95 yard to save that kind of money is it's extremely hard. Obviously, you budget the heck out of everything, but then you buy a property and you do a little bit of work to it. You buy you buy it somewhat right. Obviously, it's really hard to get like the perfect deal. And even if you pay retail, you, you have a, you have a plan. But the, the fact the equity is just crazy. You know, I mean, eventually, eventually you're going to be, you know, looking at your properties, what they're worth and what you owe and just not even really believing that, that it's true. You know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, that, that's how you come up. That's one of the main reasons you become a millionaire. And it's not even the fact you can say you're a millionaire. It's the fact that like, you know, you, you created, you know, and, and you're, and you're responsible for all the income you have coming in. And it's once eventually if you do yet, but you know, it gives them a better life too. Yeah. And then that's that's another reason that drives you to keep doing stuff because you want to 
how you want to travel. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a chase that's never going to end. Mm-hmm. It's like chasing a hot broad. It's going <laughs> to keep working. <laughs> Amen, man. I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So much. I mean, this like is- one of the first, the first, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And then one guy said, he, this guy did a few flips. He goes, hey, what? He, he said, Zach, I recorded it, but he, he said, um, you know, it's about being on the bench or in the games. Then you're never going to have an opportunity to shoot. You're never going to have an opportunity to get a touchdown. Just get the hell in the game and, and play. And then learn from your bumps and bruises, your wrong, your interceptions. I always relate to sports because, you know, that was, it's like a competitive thing. Like once you get going, you get into it. So, I, I mean, that's my relation to, to that, just, uh, just to get in there and do it. You know, everyone says that. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I, I, should, I should buy a, a two-family or I want to buy a three-family. Then figure out a way to do it, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> That drives me nuts, man. And like, especially hearing it from like, like I'll tell some of my buddies about, you know, just kind of like the experience and like, you know, like the mortgage pay down, the cash flow appreciation, like just like the whole theory of it all. Right. I'm like, even if you don't want to be a, a real estate investor, I'm like, just try one of these things. I'm like, I'll manage it for you. Like, you don't have to worry about a thing. Like, just I just want you to like get a taste of this, like just to see if you like it. You know, and like, that's what I hear all the time, man, is like, oh, I should do that. Oh, think about that. And nothing happens. Yeah. I'm like, let me know if you actually want to like do anything. (laughs) No, well, it it is hard because I mean, some people do have some bad experiences, probably like with like the first property they bought, they had like, you know, the nightmare tenants, like I'm never doing this again. Like it wrecked my life. You know, I've heard that before. I mean, people think I'm crazy for what I have now. But, you know, you just find a way to work, work it out. I mean, I've had evictions. I've had things that, you know, but I stuck with it because I knew I knew if I did, you know, I was going to see some light eventually. Totally, man. But- like, I feel like that's that's something, too, is like, you know, as much as we're kind of taking on, you know, like uh, a lot of the glamorous, you know, type of stuff that is kind of like. I don't know, people kind of think about, you know, on like bigger pockets or like podcasts, like some of that stuff and like the generation or generational wealth and like, you know, all this crazy stuff. Like, I feel like kind of the the point, at least what it was for me, um, you know, after a couple kind of crappy things that happened in the wintertime, you know, and problems they had to take care of. But like, I feel like something that kind of hit me then was like, you know, as much as we're taking on all of like the really positive, you know, aspects of real estate investing and everything, like if you're able to accept that, like you're going to have to take on the negative things as well. And like, oh, you know, things are going to break and like, you know, you're going to have to deal with evictions. Like, like if you're cool with that, then like, all right, like, you know, <laughs> like right. you'll get through it, you'll systematize it. Like it's hard to think about that when you're first starting like you know because i mean people are extremely resistant to those kind of problems as confrontations and i mean i was in the beginning too but like i said if if you just make the move to do it and you're in it you're gonna figure it out right mm-hmm. you know you want you have, i mean if you have trouble tenants and you're and you have own the building 
I mean, you're going to have to take care of it. It's yeah. just, it's just part of the game. Yep. But yep. I mean, I love it, man. I can't say anything. I mean, I feel like I want to teach anyone that's thinking about do, to do it just to explain how it can be done. Um, and hopefully they'll, they'll take some action. Action's the most important thing. Totally, man. I totally agree. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it really is just an incredible thing, man, you know? And like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I forget where I was going with that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mike, what is your best piece of advice to new investors that want to start and manage their rental portfolio? Or just kind of like get started in the game, like while we're on that kind of vein. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it depends. Like, if you have a full time job, like you know, sometimes managing your own property is is a little bit harder. Um, when I first started, I once I got like my third property, I tried a property manager. Um, I, I wasn't too fond of it in the beginning because I, I still was kind of, I wanted the control of, you know, uh, you know, I just didn't think they were doing it right. And the turnovers weren't going to be enough. I still need to break away from that and, and kind of just let it go a little bit. Um, but as, as first starting out, I feel like if you buy like a three or a four, I mean, you should be able to manage that one yourself because, you know, then you could actually see how things are done you know, how, how everything works, how bills are all paid, how renting, once, once you get a few under your belt and you have enough passive income that you can kind of explore to try a management company, then I, I think that's okay. I mean, if you, if you just go directly to like a 50 unit building, then I'd say, yes, you need it professionally. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, you want to start with a two or a four and live in one of the units, I mean, even if you didn't live in one of the units, I think that you should kind of kind of feel what it's like to manage it so you can actually sometimes because you have to manage the manager sometimes a little bit even when it's managed that makes sense yeah <laughs> you don't you don't want to have to do that but i find myself i find myself in that um in that predicament sometimes but you know to answer your question fully i would say investors first starting out manage your own property if it's four units or under feel it see if you want to keep doing it and then and then go from there yeah i love that man i i couldn't agree more you know like just in the like the seven or eight months that i've had this place like the lessons that i've learned from you know kind of managing the building myself and like you know just dealing with certain problems and stuff and finding contractors and like vetting contractors and like i don't know i just i feel like that like right. in itself is so valuable man and like to your point earlier, this was actually something that I wanted to say that I just remembered was like, if it's your building, like exactly, like if something happens, you're like you're the only one that's like gonna have to deal with that. You know, like it's almost like you're kind of like held accountable. Care the most about, it, especially when you get a couple. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, you're building relationships with you know subcontractors that. They become like just send a message to in a lockbox to and said, "Hey, can you go take care of this?" So, you know, I did my first flip. Like, I, I'll send them the address, and you know, the relationship you build uh, with certain contractors are, you know, obviously going to go through ones that, Aaron, that that just happens. Yeah, but you'll get a few that you, you you'll feel good about that you're taking care of it should 
try to grow out of that unless you want to build your own management team, you know, and that's something down the road you want to do. Definitely. And it's funny you say that about the uh, the lockbox, man, because <laughs> even like being an agent, like when I first got this place, so there was a couple things in the wintertime, like I had to do two oil tanks that started leaking on me and a, um, and a furnace in my unit. It, not the, exactly the, the same time, but in a pretty short amount of time, close to each other. And literally like it didn't even go through my head like when i was getting the tanks done because of course it was like a sunday night right and it was like 20 degrees and like the whole nine yards it didn't even go through my head i'm like oh you know now i gotta call out of work tomorrow to let these contractors in to be able to get to the you know whatever they had to get to and um you know i called in the next day because i still hadn't you know thought about it yet and then I, I forget what um, what it was, but like I was like, oh crap! Like my boss is gonna be like pissed, <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, you know, I have this problem, but you know, oh, you're like you gotta be in work or whatever. And I don't know what it was, man, but like something crossed my mind. I'm like, why don't you just use a lockbox? Like go to Home Depot, buy a lockbox for thirty bucks. And even like that lesson in itself, man. Like I don't know. Like it, it sounds dumb because I didn't realize it for a while. Like especially being an agent, and like we use them all the time. <laughs> yeah. But like in the moment, like it just wasn't going through my head. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I can do that too. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Sometimes those small little things that you just you you, you, you get tunnel vision. So yeah. You know, obviously that's it makes things a lot easier, especially with the how long you have you been at your um your current job that you're at right now. Uh, it's going to be three years next month. Okay. All right. I mean, you're just getting started there. You're getting started with the real estate. So, I mean, you know, stay focused on the job, but always be exploring, trying to figure out your next move. I mean, to me, to me, it's just like a chess game. You're just moving pieces, trying to, trying to find, trying to find a way to get more or, or, you know, find a way to partner with someone else who wants to do more with you. A hundred percent, man. I, I totally yeah. agree. Yep. <laughs> so mike i got one more question for you my man and that is do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone it could be like a podcast or like anything <laughs> anything you consume <laughs> uh, you know what i don't you know i should read a lot more and and people read books i mean i mean there are books to get you started like there's you know multiple multi-family investing books like for beginners you know rich dad poor dad was something that i i started i read and i just like i think i was might have been like 19 or something i'm like okay like you know passive income like i it was hard to put together in the beginning you know but now it all makes sense it's just to get your mind trained in that way um it's just like sometimes you when you're a little bit too older, when you, you, you should have just looked at it a little bit early and got the big picture. I mean, it's never too late to get into it. You yeah. know, you can you can get into it whenever. But see, the younger you are, I mean, the more time goes by and equity goes up. So, um, but yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a good one. Um, I've always been an advocate of like kind of like the secret a little bit, like kind of like put, put stuff out there in the universe and you know see it see it in your eyes happening and actually like i actually take videos of myself like um like when i was younger like my first flip like i'm sure you probably do too you talk to yourself right oh you're like i'm doing this i'm doing that like i actually it was like oh, two weeks ago i like went back like 10 years to my first flip about me talking about flip. 
and about what I was going to do. And then like, I looked at another video three years later that, okay, I want to have so many units by this time and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to get there. And it's like, I put it, I put it out there. And every time I say I'm going to do something, it happens. So I, I think, I think it's almost like you're coaching yourself through it. Yeah. That's the coolest thing in the world, man. Like that's, that's something that really fascinates me is like just documenting the journey. And like, it's something that I have to get better at. Cause like, you know, usually like, I just want to jump into something. I'm like, Oh, like whatever. Like I don't need a video. Like, no, not like, I just, I just want to get it done, you know, but like to be able to like step back and have something like that, like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to start looking for a six unit or something. And like, I want to have it by like a year from now or two years from now or, or whatever the case is, you know? And then like, just well, what, are you, what are you going to do to, what are you going to do to get there? You know, you have to have to map out some kind of way that you're going to get there, whether it's cold calling or getting buddy, buddy with someone who's looking for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly, man. I just think, I think it's awesome. I mean, obviously getting when you first start, you know, doing stuff like that, you might do more videos and stuff just because it's like, this is cool. It's something new, but I mean, putting it out there, was just, it, it's, it's crazy. I was looking at the, the other day. I'm like, wow, look at all this stuff. Um, you know, and, and it's, you know, and it's even better when you're further along than you said you were going to be. So then you just push all the goals up further. <laughs> That's cool. But you, write, write it down. I mean, everyone says that, write it down somewhere, you know what I mean? Write, write it down on a just a, a blackboard or a whiteboard or anything and what you where you want to be and what you need to do to get there and just look at it once in a while and be like oh shit i gotta i gotta call eddie today because you know that's my opportunity to do something and never and once you if you feel like you might have an opportunity don't pass it up because someone else is gonna take it a hundred percent i totally agree man yep wow so mike we're on um like social media and stuff Good can stuff. you <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tag everything below. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you can send what the, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It might have cut out a little bit there, but <laughs> so we're on um like social media and stuff. Can you be found? <laughs> so we're on. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, social Facebook. I I all I have is Facebook. I don't have. No YouTube videos. I mean, that's something I get to work on just uh, uh, in general getting. Um, but I feel like I feel like being an agent wise, um, you know, in the past, I mean, people feel like they know you. Um, important to, to put it out there when you're, you know, selling a building or you, you know, selling just some reviews that you've got. Uh, it's important for you know, they they really do. Anytime I hire somebody that I don't know, I'm I want to see what they did. So yeah. you know, I gotta put Yeah, I gotta work on that. All I got is Facebook, buddy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite all right, man. No, I I love it. Facebook's a really good one in itself though, you know. <laughs> is it Insta Instagram uh, what Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually I'm mostly on Instagram, but the thing is, is like a lot of the I don't know, a lot more people, I guess, in in our kind of network, I feel like are more on Facebook. So like I'm trying to gravitate more towards Facebook, like dominantly and like less on Instagram, but it's kind of a 
Yeah. <laughs> I got to work on it myself. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you're trying to uh, push content out there or you're trying to sell, sell certain things uh, that you want people to follow you more, I think maybe Instagram might be better because people are following you, you know, so that like just brings them more. Facebook's a little more like, you know, I, I see Mike's family. Oh, that's so nice. Instagram's kind of more. I'm following you because I, I like what you're doing and I'm interested in following you. Yeah. So, I mean, you can still do that on Facebook, but from what I've seen on Instagram, it's a little bit more heavy on that. So yeah, but maybe I should, I'm not really selling anything in general. I mean, when real estate, you kind of just sell yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, it comes with practice and practice and confidence is the number one thing. We all know some days we feel like we can, conquer the world and those other days we don't really feel so good you know I, we all have our ups and downs you just gotta, you get a you get a battle right through it yeah i definitely agree amen man. amen <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so so much again mike that was absolutely awesome man oh my goodness all right guys that concludes our creating wealth podcast episode for today I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together. <laughs>